So, you know, students are out on the street, they are speaking up on their campuses. And um, for those people who are out there, we just want to say, please do keep on doing this. Um, and I want to give you some tips today. The Electronic Intifada. The Electronic Intifada. The Electronic Intifada. This is the Electronic Intifada podcast. I'm Nora Barrows-Friedman. And I'm Asa Winstanley. Welcome back to the Electronic Intifada podcast. I'm Nora Barrows-Friedman, and we thought that we would do a special episode on um, how students are fighting back against relentless smear campaigns at this time when their protests, uh, their petitions, um, even just their presence on campuses are eliciting some of the most draconian Uh, smear campaigns and harassment campaigns, not just by Israel lobby groups on campus or outside, but by administrations themselves. Um, So I wanted to bring on our good friend Radhika Sainath uh, from Palestine Legal. She's a senior staff attorney there. And Palestine Legal has been, of course, at the forefront of defense uh, for students and faculty and activists, um, but also uh, in educating students especially about their constitutional rights, um, especially during times like these. So, you know, I, Radhika, I've been getting all of these um, emails in the past week from students um, saying that they've been doxxed, that their personal information has been uh, put online and that they're getting death threats, uh, harassment around the clock. What uh, are you seeing from your perspective uh as you know, as, as these intake forms come in at Palestine Legal, how can you assess the situation right now for students? Sure. Well, first off, thanks for having me on, Nora, and thank you for all of your critical reporting at this time and getting the word out about what's happening in Gaza at a time when uh, mainstream media is not covering Israel's uh, genocide of the Palestinian people in Gaza right now. So thank you for that. Um, at Palestine Legal, we have been seeing an exponential surge in request for legal help and for reporting of incidents um, in the past week. It's like nothing we've ever seen before. We've been working around the clock. Um, And before I get into some of the things that we've been seeing, I just wanna step back and take a moment to say that this surge for requests for legal help is in part due to the outpouring of support for Palestinian freedom that we've been seeing and against Israel's genocidal campaign in Gaza. So, you know, students are out on the street, they are speaking up on their campuses. And um, for those people who are out there, we just want to say, please do keep on doing this. Um, and I want to give you some tips today, but um, in no, uh, you know, by no means uh, do we want to chill your speech supporting Palestinian rights. It's you know, more important than ever. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, so let's talk about what students are facing. I mean, right now, um, there, there are uh, just... A, a cascade of, um, you know, instances where even like the ADC uh, has said that um, the FBI has been showing up um, on people's doorsteps. I mean, this is like, we're just seeing this kind of, you know, again and again, um, here we are. I mean, this is like very, you know, post 9-11, it, it has those echoes. So Abed Ayub of the ADC says that we've received multiple calls today regarding Palestinian nationals detained by ICE and or visited by the FBI. The FBI has also visited multiple mosques today in different states, as well as Arab uh, inmates. Uh, uh, 
and uh, this is a troubling trend. Can can you talk a little bit about uh, what what we're seeing and and what to do if uh, if you are um, encountered by the FBI or any other you know state police uh, force? Absolutely. So some of the trends that we're seeing, and, and I, I will say the comparison to the post 9-11 environment is exactly spot on. Unfortunately, we are really seeing a rise in, in you know, Islamophobic and anti-Palestinian hate. Um, so just to give you a little bit of an overview of what we're seeing at Palestine Legal, we're seeing um, Students for Justice in Palestine and Palestinian students threatened with violence and anti-Palestinian and Islamophobic messages who are unable to get support from their schools um, and basically being treated differently because they're Palestinian. So for example, today, um, you know, students at uh, UMass Amherst reported to us how they were being told by fellow students that they're um, quote unquote, Islamic barbarism supporters who quote, love raping and killing. And even a student told them in person at a protest that, that, um, that, that, that all Arabs should be killed. Um, and the school has refused to put out statements supporting the students, as it has with other student groups of different, different national origins when they've been the recipients of such hate. We've seen students being smeared as supporting terrorists, removed from positions, or being investigated by their schools for making statements that are pretty much the same as the one that the Haaretz editorial board made. Um, we're seeing professors at universities being questioned, their classes canceled. Um, being locked out of their email all of a sudden over um, statements made supporting Palestinian rights. And some of these statements are public statements on social media, but others have been just private communications over personal email. Again, taking a principled stance against genocide and ethnic cleansing. We've seen massive doxing efforts, naming students who have signed statements in solidarity with Palestinians, um, calling these lists, quote unquote, college terror lists. Um, and these students have faced severe harassment, death threats, and um, threats to target their careers. It's, it's McCarthyite, to say the least. Um, we've also seen universities and K-12 uh, you know, um, administrators make statements only supporting Israeli students and not you know, basically ignoring Palestinian students who have experienced um, loss. Um, this is particularly troubling, of course, given the skyrocketing number of Palestinian deaths in Gaza right now. Um, we've also seen blanket statements supporting Israel or condemning, quote unquote, you know, Hamas terror by school administrators, which, of course, fuels this Islamophobic and anti-Palestinian environment, which led to the death of a um, six-year-old child in Illinois just yesterday, which um, I'm sure people saw reports of in the news. Um and again, you know, we're also seeing universities modern, monitoring Palestinian students and groups supporting Palestinian rights, investigating them under the flimsiest of excuses. Students are also um, have been contacting us. They're really worried that um, they're going to be kicked out of school for just signing, you know, statements again um, that are protected by the First Amendment, um, expressing solidarity for Palestinians. So the list goes on and on. But but the bottom line is that we're really seeing. Um, a McCarthyite repression where people are being blacklisted, fired, doxxed, and you know, criminally targeted again for taking principled stance for Palestinian freedom. So 
Yeah. What are the material ways that um, that students uh, should be fighting back at this at this point, protecting themselves? Um, you know, I mean, when when I get these emails or these texts from students all over the country, my first uh, response is call Palestine legal um, and and, you know, reach out to ADC, reach out to the Center for Constitutional Rights Um after they've done that, um, what what would be the next steps for them? Sure. So I would say for, absolutely call us. Um, and actually, the best way to contact us is through our web form on our website. We are checking that multiple times throughout the day. Um, and trust me, if you if you sent us a message to that web form, we have seen it. We are triaging, though. So if you don't hear mm-hmm. from us immediately, go to our website um, or Instagram, and we have just posted resources. And those are the the resources, the best resources we have on hand for the issues that are most coming to us. So those include, um, like, what do you do if you're doxxed? Um, you know, what if the police or FBI visit me? What should I do? Um, short answer, don't talk to the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go there, look at those resources, um, and, you know, and we will get back to you. Um, as far as, um, you know, other steps that you can take, um, I want to say that the the most one of the most important things right now, if you feel that you're, you know, if you're getting harassed, if you're this is on campus, if you're getting harassed, if you're getting death threats, um, you know, if there's any, you know, issue that you're facing um, of harassment or anti-Palestinian discrimination, report it to your school. Um, I know a lot of students think, you know, oh, my school's not going to do anything. They're not going to take it seriously. Like they know what's going on. All of that might be true but it's really important that the school has a record of it. So, you know, just go to your um, schools like Title IX, just Google Title IX, your school or DEI, your school, or even, you know, your if there's a dean of, of students or, um, you know, administrator that you know, tell them what's happened um, on, in a written communication so that they are on notice about what's happening. And I think they really do need to hear over and over and over and over again what is happening to you. And it's their duty to respond. Um, this is really important, um, not just because we do hope that they respond, but also because if they don't, that later, if we need to you know, file a lawsuit or file a Title VI complaint, we can tell the university, you are on notice. Palestinian students or students you know, speaking up for Palestinian rights or who are perceived to be Palestinian told you multiple times that they were getting these death threats, that they were getting these harassing messages, and you did nothing and you ignored them. So please do just let your school know over and over and over again, you cannot do this too much. It's really important. And I just want to say, thirdly, there are administrators out there who are trying to do the right thing and are being told by their supervisors and by that their higher ups, no, you cannot do this. And by that, I mean, no, you cannot you know, say the word Palestine or Palestinian in your email to support students. And so by being able to share those stories and um, you know, you're helping your administrators who want to do the right thing, be able to do the right thing as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and, you know, a, it was about a month ago um, that we did the story on uh, what was happening to students at the University of Illinois at Chicago um, and how the administration was working hand in glove to suppress their free speech. Um, and I remember it was, it was, uh, really um, indicative of the way that these students had self-organized and had been educated beforehand to know uh, that they did not uh, have to talk to the police, the campus police who came to harass them. Um, 
And that is only possible because they knew their rights beforehand. Um, can you talk about what to do if you are um, forced, uh, you know, if, if, the, if the university is, is trying to force you to talk to the police um, or if you're being um, uh, harassed, intimidated by campus administrators or campus police forces, do you have to talk to the cops? You do, you do not have to talk to the police. You never have to talk to the cops. You have the right to remain silent. If you're confused for any reason, you know, you can just politely ask, you know, um, if you're confused about whether you are free to go, you can say, am I free to go? Um, if the police ask you questions, you can just say, I don't want to talk. Um, and sometimes, sometimes they will actually be very friendly in order to trick you. So, um, you know, it's not always like in the cop shows, they might just be like, I want to have a friendly chat. You know, can I, can I come in? You know, and you can just politely say, um, "No, I'll have my attorney call you." And, and if it's the FBI, you can just ask for them for their, for them for the, for um, their card, and you know, just repeat it over and over again. I don't want to talk. Um, please leave me your card. I'll have my attorney call you. Um, it's critically important because sometimes people feel like they, um, you know, will look bad if they don't talk to the police. They are trained to trick you. They can lie to you, um, but it can be a crime to lie to um, to a police officer or a federal agent. Um, so it's just better that you don't do that. Mm -hmm. um, and I would just also add, um, you know, tell your roommates if you have a roommate. Sometimes, um, you know, a roommate will let the police in, right? And then all of a sudden, I remember this case from from many years ago. Someone was studying um, a, like Lebanese history, and there was some something like a book open on Hezbollah. And, you know, that was enough. Um, you know, so if you're, if you have a concern about letting the police in, you can always just ask, like, do you have a search warrant? Um, if they do have a search warrant, you know, look at it and you can say, is that your address? Is it correct? Is it your apartment number? Should list the places to be searched. If it says like your roommate's room, that means they can search that room, but they can't search yours. Um, there are more tips um, on our website, but you can, you know, take a look at those. But the short of it is, is that you never have to talk to the police. Perfect. Thank you for that. Um, and finally, yeah, how, uh, remind us how students can get in touch with Palestine Legal um, and and what, uh, you know, what you hope that, um, that university administrations are, are you know, I, I, I don't even know like how to describe how, um, how just unbelievably um, pro-genocide some of these university administrations are revealing themselves to be when they're saying that, um, you know, basically painting all Palestinians, including the Palestinian students on campus, of course, um, as, you know, bloodthirsty terrorists, uh, subhuman, and Palestinian students um, can't have a protest against the genocide of their people. Um, what do you hope comes comes out of this? At least when we look at the, the legal context on what's happening. In, I mean, it's in appalling the statements. Some of the statements yeah. that university administrators are making, and I will say to students, if you're at a public university, um, you know you can FOIA um, these questions or these statements. So, and that means you can file public records act requests. You can Google it. You had mentioned the University of Illinois Chicago students, Nora, and that's what they did. And they found all kinds of interesting stuff about what happened behind the scenes, um, what the school was doing that was unconstitutional or deeply problematic or violated of civil rights laws um, because they wanted to stop 
Palestinian students from entering an event um, on study abroad in Israel. So, um, you know, students, and, and this is this is supposed to be a way for regular people to do, right? So you can just Google like Folk Records Act request my state and you can get form letters and you can just find out like, you know, what is happening behind the scenes? What is the donor pressure that's going on that is causing universities to, 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 to condemn, um, you know, a group of people that's been living under military occupation um, that is currently being ethnically cleansed from Gaza as we speak, um, instead of being on the side of justice. And, and beyond that, you know, even if you're, you don't want to do that, um, you do have a duty to support your Palestinian students to, you know, to provide them resources. You cannot ethically as a university administrator, just say that you are providing mental health services to one subset of people and exclude another subset of people just because you don't like them. <laughs> the law does not allow for that here. And that's what we're seeing that's going on. Um, and um, that's one thing I think students can do right now to find out what their university is saying or doing behind the scenes that violates Palestinian students' rights. Um, and I've put the website for Palestine Legal, palestinelegal.org here on the bottom. Um, so be sure to check out uh, Palestine Legal and um, you know fill out that intake form if you are experiencing harassment. Uh, and discrimination at your university or um, community center, wherever you are, um, you have a defense. Um, and uh, I'm just so grateful for the work that you're doing, Radhika. Thank you so much for being with us on the Electronic Intifada podcast. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for watching this video. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit like, leave a comment, these engagements help us with the YouTube algorithm and it helps us to get around Silicon Valley censorship as much as possible. It does make a difference. You can also support our journalism by going to electronicintifada.net and clicking on donate now. Thank you.